so happy to be joined by Principal Jim Bowles. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. A little, little, little cold out um, as we came into school today, but I'm doing fine. Yeah. Ready, ready for a, a terrific Thursday. Definitely. And uh, before I get started, I just got to ask, what is your favorite day of the week? It, oh, I'd have to say probably Friday. Because in the, and I, I love student events and athletics and, and uh, a lot of times there's a Friday night lights, Friday football, or there's a Friday basketball game. Uh, and even in the spring now, there's a lot of times there's a varsity baseball game on a Friday night. Um, so it's just kind of, I don't know, for me, it just, I know it's going to be a long day, but I kind of know the day is going to end, um, you know, with something with kids doing stuff that they really enjoy, they're passionate about. It's just, just exciting. Plus, you can, I just always think you can feel kind of a buzz with, you know, since we have in the school setting, you got Saturday and Sunday off. And so you can just kind of feel the, all right, we're Friday is going to be a good day. Definitely. And um, another thing, just while we're on that subject of favorite day of the week and everything, um, would, what would you say is something that we could do as a school to get the kids more energetic to come to school on Monday or not really just our school in general, but any school? Oh, I, that's a great question. But uh, I've always kind of, at some point when we're done with, uh, we got this large construction project going on and we got COVID going on with students with masks and all this stuff that, and it sounds like it's kind of excuse oriented, but I'd really like to have almost like a party atmosphere as the day starts. And, you know, I do the music thing and I have my boom box and kind of wherever I go, I like to play music. One, just kind of try to get the vibe going and had kind of like that feeling uh not just on fridays but let's say friday could be a good day you know this, this you could start on a friday um of students come and they're like looking forward to it because uh maybe every friday not every friday but every other friday there's some type of pep session or they're kind of like something crazy is going to happen today at school uh, you still want students to be in the class and have their instructional minutes and that kind of stuff but um, I think it's when you wake up in the morning, it just, it'd be it kind of like wake up on Christmas morning and it's exciting. And I really would like to try to get a, a situation or a setting where students kind of pop up and then they realize, oh, it's Friday. And it's always fun when I go to school, um, New Palestine High School, like it just, it's going to be a fun day. It's going to be teachers are super excited. There's music going on, um, you know, maybe Chick-fil-A for everybody has perfect attendance. You know, there's always something going on. Definitely. And uh, what would you say is something, um, and this is a different question, something that has changed since you've taken over as the high school principal compared to when you were at uh, New Palestine Junior High at Farmway Dell Creek for, I think it was 10, 15 years? Uh, wow, 10 or 15. So you really think I'm pretty young, don't you? I actually was at... Uh, Doe Creek, the New Palestine Junior High for 20 years. I started there in 2000. Uh, and so, did you, what was the question? Is, is, what's different? Yes. Uh, the biggest difference is just age of student and how they react. And um, just kind of getting to know, you know, it's a lot different, a lot different in the hallways, cafeteria, 12 year olds, 18 year olds. It's just, it's like a world of difference. And so, uh, Initially, a uh, 12-year-old is a little more hyper, 
and just a little, just generally more enthusiastic or just kind of, sometimes you have to kind of settle them down. And at the high school, it seems like a little bit, you have to set, you kind of have to hype them up a little bit more maybe, but also just get used to the fact that, hey, they're, they're young adults. Um, they've got jobs in the evenings. Uh, they're doing internships. They're getting ready for college. It's just a, it's a whole different, it's just, it's just, it is different. I uh, don't even know if I can my finger exactly how it's, it's, but the one is size, for us with size, you know, there's four grades here. We have about 1200 students and you had 600 students, two grades at the junior high. So it's just a lot more, a lot more different faces. I have twice, twice the staff, actually more than twice, double the staff. And so it's just more people. And say it helps out having um, at the junior high, there was, of course, another principal here. We have two others. Mm -hmm. What do you say that, what would you say the difference is like having another principal there? Like uh, associate principal and um, we got a sister principal. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. I mean, all the, we all divvy up our, our different, different roles of what we do. But yeah, it definitely, with the two assistant principals we have here, associate principal, sister principal, um, they do almost a hundred percent of the discipline. Uh, and so that, that frees me up to get out in the hallways, um, to interact with the student body, interact with the teachers, um, and do that. So. Absolutely. Which you're very good at. Um, of course, I enjoy things, it. Yeah. Running enjoy things it. with, uh, NP dragon moments and, you know, getting kids to know what's going on with, you know, new events coming up, like the thing this morning that they talked about on announcements with choir. Um, what would you say is a big difference that you would say compared to being at New Pal Junior High, formerly Doe Creek, what do you say is the biggest difference and thing that shocked you the most when you came here? Was it having more students, uh, more teachers? What was, what was it like being the head boss and coming into a new environment? Uh, well, unfortunately, when I did come over, it it kind of happened suddenly it like, you know, I found I was going to be the high school principal just like a couple of weeks before the school year started. So it wasn't like I had, had, had a lot of meetings or a lot of chances to talk to the staff and, and get them prepped for possibly even my style or now I knew a lot of them cause I have children who have gone through the school. Um, and so, and, and I've been in the district and go to a lot of different high school events. And so I did already know quite a few of the high school staff, but, um, but we, gosh, starting with, with uh, COVID last year and, and doing things virtually with Google Meets, even with staff meetings and, and not getting together. So it was hard, I think, to try to work on building a team. And one of the things that I like to have at a, any organization, but any, any place I've been, is to just have that sense of team that we're all on the same, we're all on the same team. It doesn't matter if you're custodian, secretary, Secretary, uh, work on the cafeteria. If you're a world famous high school football coach, a choir director, that everybody is on the same team. And the larger the staff, the more hallways you have, the more square footage you have um, to kind of keep bringing those people together. And COVID has kind of stood in the way of us doing the team building things that I want to do. Um, so I kind of keep waiting a little bit for, 
okay, so when we get the masks off or when this happens, we're going to start doing this thing as a staff. But, but I think so far, though, through those obstacles, we've done a really good job of, of beginning those beginning stages of us being a really, really good team. Definitely. And what would you say is something um, that because of COVID has been hard to be a principal with right now? Um, of course, you mentioned with the mask and everything like that. But what are some events that you would hope to possibly host in the future or plans in the future? If you don't mind me asking, maybe a year from now, hopefully not five years from now, but somewhere down to near future. Well, one of the things that and we had we had one like our first pep session outdoors in the spring um, with the whole student body. And I would I'd like to do more celebrating of students, events, students, accomplishments, not just athletics. And so we all get together at homeroom and, and to watch the show choirs go through their routines. And now, now we've got kids connected to show choir. Like, wait a second, they're really talented. Or we uh, have a two o'clock pep session and we watch the Winter Guard and, and the drum corps do their thing. And, and, or we have a staff versus students competition. It's just for fun, for laughter. Uh, to see kids smile and just like, you know, I love Fridays or whatever day it is because we always get to see our classmates do like amazing, amazing things. COVID saying that I don't want to bring 1,200 students together in the gym. Um, it's very difficult at this point. Our students do a really good job with the masks, but not perfect. I mean, and it just, it's just kind of the way it is. And so I really don't want to be involved with during the school hours having a super spreader event or probably just even on the PR side of things. I'm like, wait a second, I thought you guys were masked up or yeah. And then there's pictures. And I, I like to put things on Twitter and I like to put things on Instagram. And I'm looking through maybe my photos and I'm like, wait a second, I can't find one that's appropriate to post because a lot of masks are below the nose and that kind of stuff. Is it the end of the world? No. So you're, you're talking about what are some of the things I'd like to, just more things where we're coming together as a student body. Um, doesn't have to be always a large, the, the entire school. It could be, I want to meet with the senior class and kind of maybe talk to them about leadership and talk to them about, you know, different things. And it, it just is difficult to do those things um, with the COVID protocols and those type of things. Absolutely. And um, something else that I thought was kind of interesting was, um, what would you say is something that has changed this year um, for maybe some of our parents who might be listening to this later on compared to a few years ago or even last year? What is, what is a big difference that you've seen since you've taken over the building? Well, that's a... I, there's just been last year was a lot more um, I you know I felt more from not saying specifically at me but there was just a lot of frustration um, and last year when we started with the masks and that you know just spending the amount of time that I spent on the phone or email I usually to call people rather go back and forth on email and explaining our protocols, explaining that, you know, it's the health department or explaining. And unfortunately it took tons of hours 
away from, let's say, the administrators in our building of being out in the hallways, evaluating teachers, uh, making connections, being creative, because we're just spending all this time reviewing the, which, you know, was online, it was out there for them, but it was more that, that those parents are just very, very frustrated that we were wearing masks. And, you know, the frustrating thing is I say, we've been mandated to do that. You know, like, we have to do it. Um, this year, it's not as much. You still have the frustration of when your child gets contact traced and, and they're at home, which we're not doing near as much now, which thank goodness. But that it was just disappointing. And I don't plan when, when the parent gets a call and says that your kid's going to be home for two weeks. And then the stress and the pressure puts on the teacher to try to keep that student, keep them up on their studies, make sure that they're following along. And so that it just seemed like this big, oh, this big negative ball was just right there in front of you. Know, like, how can we just get that out of the way so that we can kind of get back to, you said a couple of years, like three or four years or before COVID. And it was based, we have a great community. We got great parents that are kind of like, how can I, how can I help? You know, what, what can I do to help you? And with some of this COVID stuff, it's, it's been more like, I'm just really, really, and it's just so divisive, like I say, across the world, but mask, no mask, or follow the science, don't, all those things. And sometimes the only place to, to voice that frustration is kind of like at the school, <laughs> you know, where else, where else, like in a community like this, where else are you going to, unless Channel 8 comes to your front door or something. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm, and, and I don't blame the, the school or the parents for the, the frustration. We're all tired of it. Um, they see their kid very disappointed. Um, it's just seeing kids walk in to the school, which now many have to grab a mask on the way in. We provide several masks for kids, but um, yeah, it's just, you want to see kids smile and you want to see their reaction to things. Um, it makes to just see somebody's eyes is tough sometimes to know what they're thinking. Are they listening? Are they smiling? How are they reacting? So I'm not sure if I answered that very well. I kind of went on a tangent. Sorry. Oh, no, it's totally fine. Um, another thing is uh, that I want to get into is the construction. Um, What's going to be, of course, I'll probably be graduated by then since I'm planning on graduating at midterm. What would you say is something with the construction You're graduating project? midterm next year, Jacob? Possibly. Why? Um, Why? <laughs> for a few different reasons, yeah. career options, um, or I'll start with Ivy Tech. Okay. Um, but, of course, the construction project, what's the new information on that? Uh, the new information is that they're still doing it. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of it because the office area is done and the vestibule in the front is mostly done. And then you see an area next to our entryway that's going to be the guidance, new guidance offices and community center. A lot of people think that that's all that's left. So kind of like, wow, you guys, you know, what a project. It's beautiful. Your office area is great. Your entryway is great. And I would say we're only about 30% done. And so what pe people can't really see the back of our building. And that's where the new cafeteria, new special ed wing, the new industrial tech area, and then two stories of classrooms, uh, 30 classrooms are being built. And that's happening right now. And so could I say it's going well? It's just, it's tough to have 
a $50 million building project going on with 1,200 students and 100 staff uh, trying to do their normal thing. But then you have 50 construction workers and you have a uh, big steel beam swinging outside the window. And uh, you might find out that you need to move an entire wing of, of teachers to a different area. So they're just, it's a lot of, when I say inconvenience, yeah, it's tough for, and so especially, I'd say maybe next year's senior class would be the class that went through, let's say almost like three years of construction to, to not really see it completed. Now, I think by the end of next year, there will be some seniors if they don't graduate midterm, at the end, they'll say, oh, wow. Like they'll start moving into the new wings and they'll get to enjoy it. Um, but it's our current sophomores or freshmen that then their junior, senior year are going to have almost like a brand new building, uh, which is going to be fantastic. So, you know, I do feel for the students who have just, you know, are going through it like a COVID, wearing a mask and all that may be contact traced. And then also a bunch of construction going on now. I think a lot of students want to come in and get in their teacher's classroom and all they, they forget about it. It's like, it's just what it, it is, what it is. You know, it's not like they think about it all the time. Um, I do know when students, when it's area gets done, students realize it. They're kind of like, ah, especially when it's new and nice. I think students are really excited and our staff to kind of have that building that you're super proud of, you know, each hallway, restrooms, um, the new cafeteria, you know, like say, we've got a really, really nice facility, but it's, it's, it sometimes, you know, the old thing is it is what it is right now with construction and what we're dealing with. It just, it is what it is. <laughs> we're trying to do it with a positive attitude. Absolutely. And another question I just want to talk about that I know, of course, being a principal, uh, is kind of tough at times is they have TikTok. Um, what Tick would you say? Wait, what is TikTok? What is TikTok? I know. I know TikTok. What would you say is something that, uh, you know, your thoughts on um, how we can get kids more involved and in things in person and stuff and not, you know, so much on just social media and things like that, where they see trends and might be a little crazy. What, how do you think we can kind of change that? Oh, I, you know, I don't, I, I'm probably not one that complains a lot about this, like the different trends in social media, because it probably, let's say maybe 10 years ago was the texting. And it was, oh my gosh, um, all of our kids, all they do is text. All they do is text. And now that's almost kind of like just a thing that everybody in the world does, you know. And then it was, you know, maybe it was Facebook or it was Twitter. Or you know, and, and why are kids always on this? There's Snapchat. Um, and that was going to be the, the death of us, you know, that this, that, that well, they take, take a picture, do this, then it goes away, you know. Um, most of those things, the adults start doing it four or five years after the kids and they, it kind of becomes a actual tool or something that adults use. And then once the adults use it, the kids are like, uh Oh, we're going to something, something new. Um, you know, there's always going to be something out there that always have to be technology, but is just kind of like, I, you know, why are, I think I remember, gosh, this is before technology was like skateboarding and kids on their skateboards in front of the school, uh, ruining the sidewalks, 
you gonna do anything now? It, you know, like we got to get all these kids off their skateboards and away from school grounds. Well, now people like say, oh, I'd love to see kids on skateboards instead of their phone. Like, and you're building actual skateboard parks and that kind of stuff. So I, uh, it, it, it is uh, something that I don't really, you know, I don't, in fact, I enjoy going through TikTok sometimes because some of the stuff is really funny. Um, there's some really cool videos, some great ideas. And uh, I love sometimes seeing kids from a distance working on a TikTok and doing some kind of dance or something like that. Now, with almost all things, there can be a negative side to it. it like can the be, devious Lex. Yeah, well, there, there can be, it, it could be with anything. It could be with Facebook. Um, it could be, you know, there's so many different things. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to just be technology that people can always find a way to do things that are negative and that aren't great. Um, but I know that, let's say, my daughter sees something on TikTok that's really funny, really cool, and she shows us, you know, in the car or as a, you know, as a family in the living room, and it's really like astonished, like, Whoa, like that's crazy, like that's amazing. And so, I don't know. It, it, there's always going to be something that, uh, you know, is going to cause maybe student pranks or is going to cause different things that happen. Um, and about every two years, it's something new. TikTok will not be new in a year or two. It'll be a new name and a new something for us to say, ah, oh, that, you know, whatever it might be that we're just frustrated with it. But I'm, I'm not a TikTok hater. Now, I don't like what it's used for negative use. And they're like, you know, things happen. And it's, oh, that started with, with a TikTok. Um, but it seems like just four or five years ago, well, that started with Snapchat. In our offices, we heard the word Snapchat like every two minutes. Like that's why this happened. That's why this happened. Bullying over Snapchat, or this is happening over Snapchat, and it's almost like Snapchat right now. People it, now people talk about TikTok. So yeah, absolutely. And then you know another just thing, where we're on the topic of social media and things is, is how you know things go pretty quickly on social media like if a sink's broken in the school yeah it's all over social media in five yeah. minutes you know right. you find out about that pretty quickly right um another thing i just wanted to um talk about real quick before we end the interview is what are some things that are going to be happening that are going to be going on uh, the rest of the winter and spring this semester that are new or not really new but you know yeah i'm not i'm not sure well i do know next thursday i'm really excited Next, and next Thursday at our boys basketball game, uh, we're going to have like a staff appreciation night. We're going to start like kind of advertising and, and trying to get as, as many people there as possible. But um, we're going to have some staff members going to be in the pep band that, you know, played instruments in high school or college or junior high. We're going to have um, a staff versus students at halftime, like, a, you know, a seven minute scrimmage between, you know, some students, not the basketball team, but some because the basketball team hopefully is uh resting and getting themselves ready for the second half so we'll have a staff versus students game we're also going to recognize and have the basketball and cheerleader basketball players and cheerleaders like say choose a staff member that's made a positive impact on their life and recognize them um so we want to try to do more and more of those type of things where uh we're recognizing staff and of course recognizing students but um, so that should be really fun. It's always fun for students to see, you know, staff, you know, shooting air balls or 
or maybe blocking student shots or that type of stuff. I do know Saturday night is uh, winter formal, which a lot of that stuff last year was canceled. Um, just, you know, can't have it, can't do it. And so it's nice to get back to like, okay, we're having a winter formal. We had a winter homecoming last weekend and doing those type of things and, and, and you know, kind of opening that back up. But so that that's uh, really exciting. And then my daughter's in show choir. And so she's a uh, president of the Diamond Sensations. And it's, I just get, they work really, really hard along with lots of other um, student groups here, but love watching them on stage do their thing. Um, so I'm excited for the show choir season. The Diamond Sensations and the Crimson Heat uh, are, are incredible. Absolutely. And another thing is uh, boys volleyball. Um, yes. Are you excited about that? I am excited because I played boys volleyball. Because I, I, uh, I was at a school that did not have uh, football, did not have wrestling, did not have swimming. I went to Muncie Burris. Um, and so we didn't have some of those um, male sports or just male or female sports. A lot of other schools had. But one of the things we had was boys volleyball and we were really good. And uh, so I'm excited to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I think volleyball is a great sport. Um, it, you know, we'll have to, we got lots of participation right now, but we'll kind of have to, you know, I'm sure there's some other teams that are ahead of us because they've been doing it for several years. And, but I love adding new sports, new opportunities for, for kids, for sure. Absolutely. And another thing I just want to talk about real quick before we uh, close this interview out is how do you think we can get more people involved in education, uh, becoming teachers? There's a shortage right now. Yeah. Um, how do you think we can get more people involved in that? Because, of course, you started out as a history teacher, if I'm correct? Correct. Very good memory. I was, yeah, as a social studies teacher, um, coach, and, and before I came into to administration. Uh, well, you know, one of the one of the biggest ways is because you know like you get high school students when they like kind of do the different surveys where they try to see what do I want to do for a living and a lot of times they do look at the pay structure uh, they can't help it and I remember a lot of kids like would say they want to be an anesthesiologist or they what whatever on the list pays the most pays the most when they're in like sixth seventh eighth grade it's like I'm going to be a veterinarian i'm going to do this i'm going to do that and those are unbelievably worthy awesome jobs uh, but everybody wanted to do it because they saw the money the money they were on the top of the list and so um i think to kind of get people uh, excited about it um you actually have to kind of maybe you know say bump those salaries where um you know you look at those positions and that profession as one of the most highly respected and also the most like very specialized and it's an incredibly important position that needs to be compensated for that, you know, that people do. Um, yeah, and then also probably just in general, uh, I went to China for a couple of weeks to visit schools, uh, it was about 15 years ago. Yes, I remember you talked about it at a presentation. Though. Yeah, and so one of the things I found when I was in China and I visited several middle schools and I was actually adopted by like a, a principal's family for, for a while. I went to their school like each day and, and had lots of different chances to talk to kids and teachers. And what I found in the community was, or just is that teachers in education are just, you know, unbelievably respected. 
and, and part of that so that some of that's like maybe it's not so much the pay but it's this the fact that um in society that because um, sometimes somebody might say what do you do i'm education like oh gosh bless you you know like i don't know so much if they're kind of like wow what a position like whoa you know, what school did you go to to do that? It's more of a like, oh my gosh, like I can't imagine doing that, which kind of sounds like that'd be respectful, but like, and also I can't imagine doing it for the pay that you get, or like, like that's crazy what you guys do. Uh, so probably just the fact that education just starts leapfrogging, maybe, honestly, I don't want to uh, downgrade any other profession. They're all important for, for our culture and our, our, our society and everything to work but that uh, education and schools and teaching is just one of those professions that kids just, they want to, they want to go into. Um, so I don't know, I think it's, it's, it's probably, it's a tough road. I know that percentages are going way down on kids going to college to become teachers. And we are going to have, um, and we've already started to see it, a shortage of, teachers and educators and administrators and counselors. Absolutely. And um, what is something that you would say since you've taken over as the uh, New, Pal New Palestine High School principal has been uh, the three things that, that you've just really enjoyed? Uh, I'd say the first would be that it's uh, something different. I've been the junior high principal for like I said, or assistant principal, principal for 20 years. And so just kind of a new chapter of my life. Um, gosh, learning all the, the new, all the nuances of, of high school, the different types of classes, uh, what's offered. And also you're at a point, you know, students are, well, I say the second thing is also, if you're the high school principal, your students are making a choice when they're a senior Am I going towards college? Am I going the, the, the career path immediately? Maybe um, plumber, electrician, even though you still get schooling for that. But um, just to know that our staff, and we're making a huge difference on students that, that step right before, they're kind of, we're releasing, they're leaving their students, they're leaving their parents' house, probably leaving their community. And then did you put the foundation and did you kind of set things for them to be successful um and i feel more of a sense of we're you know just right at that last step they've been let's say that if you go to southern hancock schools you get to a senior year you've been in our schools 13 years and so this is this is the end and all of that foundation the great first grade teacher the awesome eighth grade teacher but now are we doing all the things to kind of open up their eyes and helping them make that that final decision not that you know you can decide to do other things after you're in college and everything else, but that's two and three. And this might sound silly, <coughs> excuse me, but I love seeing. Um, it's not just athletics. It could be going to see our jazz band, or it could be our show choir, or it could be our winter guard. But like, but let's say our our Friday night football. I love seeing at that varsity level of all things, and then our robotics team is is amazing it's really, really fun and exciting to see kids kind of like to flourish. They're now like they're 16, 17, 18. And it might be the only time in their life they're going to do it. Because like, you know, they play shortstop on the baseball team, but they're not going to go to college and do it. They're not going pro, but they're really good 
and they love it. You can see that passion. And let's say the year that like a certain team is really, really good. It's just, it's really fun. Uh, and so part of it, I like to have fun. And so when students are succeeding at a super high level and the coaches are, you kind of see the community, the crowd starts getting bigger each game. The parents' chests get a little bit bigger. Like, man, we are like ranked number two in the state. We're like, we're, we're amazing. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm the principal. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the principal of this whole thing. So that's something I'm really proud of and something that, you know, it's exciting and fun. Absolutely. And then just one last thing I want to talk about real quick is what are um, two or three fun facts about you that you like to do in your spare time? Do you like to watch sports or what would you say are two or three fun facts about you that maybe uh, kids who are new to New Pal might not know about you? Um, I, one thing, I uh, do a baseball trip with a group of gentlemen each summer. And so our goal is to see every every baseball stadium in the country. In the summer? In the summer. Every one? Every, not not all of them in one summer. We uh. do it like we go on a trip to, it could be, and each time we try to go somewhere, we can get two or three stadiums. Uh, but we are. Like Chicago, you could get two in one day. And then also we did the Chicago one, we actually did three. We did Comiskey, Wrigley, and we went up to Miller Park, um, which I don't think it's Miller Park anymore. We went to Milwaukee. Uh, and so a lot of them are, then we did a Cleveland, Detroit thing. And then we did on the East coast, we did. So my favorite one so far was we did the Dr. stadium. That was incredible. Top five stadium. It's amazing. Cause we did on um, that one, we did, um, Anaheim, San Diego and LA. What a trip to see those three stadiums, uh, you know, in a four or five day period. But my favorite one was the two New York stadiums in um, Fenway Park. And so uh, Fenway is my favorite baseball park. Now, I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan, die hard, love them. They're, they kind of have their ups and downs, a lot of downs. Uh, <laughs> but that stadium, I think, is very, very underrated. The, the Cincinnati Stadium is awesome. But Fenway Park, you walked in, and you just got goosebumps, and, and you just could feel the sense of history. They've done a great job of renovating it. So it's clean, modern, but looks just like it did 100 years ago. And so, but so one of the fun facts is that I've been to 26 of the 32 26, stadiums. almost the 20, No, 28. I got four more to go. They're all singlets, kind of. So you got to, we got to go to Arizona. Um, we got to go to, no, we did Seattle. Okay, anyway, I can't even remember now. But uh, we've got, oh, we got two Florida stadiums. We're not, we're not excited about the Florida stadiums. Not in the summertime. Well, the summertime and also just note that there's on any list, the Florida stadiums are not in anybody's top 10. So it's kind of like, you know, you're just going to check it off. Uh, doesn't mean you still can't have a great time and enjoy it. We love, we love baseball. The group I go with, we all played high school baseball or we all coached baseball. Um, I was a varsity baseball coach back in my, my teaching days. And so um, that's one of the things. And the other thing is I, and if you're, in any school that I am a principal at, you're going to find plants. They're going to be hanging plants. They're going to be in a vestibule. They're going to be around the office. And um, and I'm not really an indoor plant expert. I would say I'm more of an outdoor, uh, the, the perennials. But I really, really like to garden. And I like to, I've gotten to the point where I have community members know that. And they drop, I just will come home and I'll, there'll be a plant dropped off on my front porch. And I'll just have a note. And they won't even sign it sometimes. They just say, didn't know where to take it. I thought your school could use it maybe, um, or maybe you want it. 
Um, people will bring bags of starts of different plants anonymously. Uh, people, I'll come in and I'll find a bag of bulbs on my chair here that somebody like when they were digging up, they're splitting them and they thought that I might want them. And so I guess you said things that people don't know about. I guess a lot of people do know that I like, but so gardening, uh, and it's not so much vegetable gardening. I do tomatoes and peppers and some of the, the typical things that Indiana gardeners do. Nothing super crazy there. It's more, and I've done flowers for, like I did flowers for my sister's wedding. And I uh, may, may, don't know if my daughter listens to this. I don't want her to get scared, but my daughter's getting married in October. And she's talked to me about, about maybe helping with the flower arrangements and things like that. But, well, congratulations to her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm go, moving up, moving, moving up, moving uh, that next chapter of having kids getting married. So maybe, maybe grandpa, <laughs> grandpa principal here. Uh, yes. <laughs> and one other question I just want to throw in there real quick is, um, of course, I don't know if you pay much attention to this or not, but I've had a chance to interview a few astronauts. I learned that I've learned is that uh, in the next 20, 30, 40 years, it's going to be affordable to go to space as in, you know, as cheap as possibly flying over to London. Yeah. If you were ever given a chance, and this is just a fun question, yeah. would you go to space? Absolutely not. You wouldn't? No. Not even for a three-minute flight? No. I, one, I have motion sickness, and I know you can take medicine for that, and you can maybe practice, but I, I have no, no. I, you know, if you say, if I could do anything at all, I'd like to probably travel around the world and, you know, like I said, I got the chance to go to China and, and walk on the Great Wall of China. And, and so those things that you kind of through the years see, and I know you see space and you kind of, but no, I, I don't really have an interest to get, well, I honestly, just I, I, just thinking about it, I feel my stomach churning and I feel me feeling like I'm gonna throw up and I'm feeling like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Um, I guess if somebody could guarantee me We've got all the right medications, practice, this and that. Uh, atmosphere is going to be all you know perfect in the in the spaceship or whatever it is. You won't get sick. Then I, yeah, I yes, but I don't know that anybody can guarantee that. Absolutely. And it's an awful feeling. So I can't do roller coasters anymore. And I can't, you know, there's a lot of things. I had a friend buy a new uh, like a Camaro. Uh, uh, no Corvette, not a Camaro, a Corvette. And they took me on a ride. And just a few times they cranked it and went really fast real quick. And I was like, you gotta let me out, I'm done. <laughs> like, and I was like, what are you talking about? I go, I, nope, I don't know. Maybe it's my old age or something, I'm, I don't But no, am I, am I the only person that said no to that? Uh, you're not the only person. Okay. I would say yes, feel, personally. Sometimes it feels like, sometimes it feels like um, you're not adventurous or what are you talking about? Who would not want to go to space? I don't know, they're just other. There's other things I'd, I'd, I'd rather do. Absolutely. And one last thing I promise I just got thrown there real quick is you're a Notre Dame fan, of course. Um, I got to ask Love you this Notre question. Dame. Been a Notre Dame ever since Joe Montana <laughs> won in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I was a young boy. I got to ask you who's winning the game. I know this is very far off and a very interesting question to ask, but who's winning the game, Ohio State or Notre Dame? They have a two-year series. The first one is September 3rd. Um, who, who, are you, who do you think is going to win that game? Well, Notre Dame struggles um, with the big games. They just do. 
now it was it two years ago to be Clemson um, and, and uh, they stormed the field and luckily my, my or, or not luckily my son was there and had a chance to storm the field and and uh, it was a great but it was kind of like shocking that Notre Dame beat a highly ranked team they just don't do it very often so that makes me nervous because I think both will be uh, Notre like Ohio State will be a top three probably do you think to start this season. Yes, right now it's looking like they're going to be three and then Notre Dame five. Yeah. Of so course, get, the two SEC teams, Georgia and Bam, are going to be number one and two. Sure, sure. And you throw in another USC SEC. is with their new coach, Lincoln Riley. Do you think Clemson will be in the top top five again next year? Top ten, I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, but they're definitely, which Notre Dame will also place them. We'll see about that. So, so one thing. So I think, I think next year Notre Dame's going to, I don't want to say, Heck, every year lately, Notre Dame wins ten or eleven games, and because they, they have an easy schedule, that's just my opinion. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. Next year they play Clemson and Ohio. Next State. year they do have a hard so schedule wait, so and maybe, USC away, so which maybe, Lincoln Riley's developing that program. So, besides, if you look at the Notre Dame schedule, they've got some teams that okay, they normally are, and they're they're either down or the program is like you do these contracts fifteen years in advance. And at that time, kind of like, oh, North Carolina looks like they're on their way to being a really, really good program. And then they start sliding back. But anyway, I'm picking Notre Dame. I think I think Notre Dame is going to surprise some people next year. And um, I think they're going to be really dynamic. I think they're going to score a lot more than, than uh, people are used to. And they're going to be really fun to watch. And I do think they're going to beat Ohio State. And... Um, I think they'll beat him by more than 10 points. You do? Yeah, I do. Go Irish. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on the Jacob Buer show. I thought that'd be a fun question to end it on because, of course, I'm a big Buckeye fan. Um, I've made some enemies by being a Buckeye fan. But um, is there anything else you just want to say? Uh, no. I, I I will say that, um, man, I hope, hope people start, not, not because I'm being interviewed, but start start – getting into this podcast and you have huge success and uh, that you continue to uh, grow listeners. Uh, Cause I think the, the podcast you have on here, very, very interesting. <laughs> I'm pretty boring, but anyway, I'm, I'm the, Oh, I'm supposed to really pump up principles. All the education. students will, will know who you are compared to some of my other guests. That's true. So. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So anyway, I appreciate you doing this and uh, I enjoy being your principal. I love it. Well, thank you very much for coming on the Jacob Beer Show today. You're welcome.